Good to be back. Yeah, I've had a little break here, and some stuff has happened in the sports world, so plenty to talk about today. It's been uh, about three weeks. Yeah, there's been a golf major. Um, what else? Uh, the NBA draft coming up. The NBA the, draft is tonight, The actually. Cardinals are who we thought they were, more importantly. Yeah, Cardinals have not uh, have not performed well over the last three weeks. Um Baseball is moving quite, or baseball is moving right along, and there's been some NBA trades recently. Oh yeah! So there's a good amount of content for us to get into. Um, I haven't seen you in a while. How you been? I'm doing okay. Just uh, golfing and stuff. Uh, my good buddy Ryan Murphy, who's an avid listener of the podcast, just got married. So congratulations to Murph. Wow. But uh, also a big Brendan Donovan fan. So. My apologies there. <laughs> That's unfortunate. How how has anyone become a big Brendan Donovan I, fan? I don't know. Does he have the jersey? Donovan's just a junkyard dog type of uh, guy, and Murph is a honey badger back in the day on the football field. Uh, he was okay. flying around, so I think he <laughs> likes those kind of hard worker guys. He can so. see himself in Brendan Donovan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like if he were to make the big leagues, he would look like Brendan Donovan. Yeah, so with flow too. With flow. Well, the flow is important. I wish I had flow. Float no more for me. Uh, so, yeah, I'm glad you've been doing well. You're playing golf, shooting low numbers. Uh, I'm getting better now. Uh, we had a little rough patch, but uh, – Brett- What's a rough patch? Uh, like, I don't know. We had to play some Wednesday night leagues with uh, Brett and Tanner Hartman out at Fremont. And when you play it down there in that yeah. rough, it's legit. Yeah. And Suddenly you forget how to chip, and then the scores go up a little bit. So It's funny how that works. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad you're, you're doing well. You're in a Reds hat, so you're a front runner here. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but we uh, – You've and given my, up on the Cardinals. You're not, I have given up on the Cardinals. You're a huge David Bell fan now. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, I try to get a hat of every team I've seen play. And last week, me and my coworker Noah went up to Kansas City to watch the Reds play the Royals. So real barn burner, real good game there. But got to see Cruz play, and of course he walked twice and then struck out three times. I think it always so, works out that way. Doesn't yeah, it? not not much happened. Uh, Bobby Witt hit a home run, so there was that. I guess does he still have the flow too? Uh, yeah, he's okay. got it, but yeah. with. It's like good. more mulletish than yeah, anything. it's interesting. Yeah. I don't know if I support <laughs> it or not, but with this home run, I think his OPS got above like 500, so that's good. <laughs> it got to 700. Sounds like Nolan Arenado. Uh, Arenado's coming back. He's funny. he's average right now, but I did give you a shout out last week, though. Yeah. Uh, I'm watching the Springfield Cardinals game with my just a uh, casual Thursday night. My friend and his family, and I see that John's calling the game, so I give him a text and say, "Hey, John, you want to give me a name drop on the on the broadcast there?" And this right in the middle of the inning, he just gives me a, a yeah. 
yeah. name shout out there. And then, so of course I had to text him like five more things to say. <laughs> and, uh, you want to tell him what, what else I had you say there? Yeah. yeah Elvis Presley, <laughs> which you didn't think I was going to be able to I work. I did in. not think you'd have any possible way to say that. And then of course, just out and I'm like, is he going to do it? Like it's been an yeah. inning or so. Yeah. And then of course, perfect introduction to it. It was hilarious. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can play, you know, triple a Memphis yeah. nice and down from triple a Memphis, the home of, of Elvis. So that like all started, uh, Joe Buck went on the David Letterman show way back when, and David Letterman dared him to say jub jub on a world <laughs> series broadcast. And, and Joe was like, yeah, I'll do that. And David was like, that'll be like our little connection. I'll, that'll be <laughs> our your, inside your little shout out to me and, you know, and the, <laughs> the late show fans. So, uh, during the broadcast that night, Joe Buck, um, at one point, he was like, we're going to send it down on the field to our own little jub-jub, Chris Myers. So he worked it in. So I made a joke about that way back when to some buddies of mine. And then I, my phone started just getting blown up when I was broadcasting a Drury game or a Springfield Cardinals game with words. You can't, you know, can you say pumpernickel? Can you work in xylophone? Can you work in whatever? And so it became – it's a personal challenge. How did you say those two examples? I don't, Do I don't think I did. I didn't do – I don't remember xylophone. How could you possibly – Possibly bring that one in. There's so, no way. Pumpernickel, uh, it was a Drury basketball game. <laughs> and there was a situation where a guy went to set a screen and he got hit in the man parts. And I said he got hit in the pumpernickel. That's how I worked it in. So that's been like, you know, oh my, my, but, my, my coworkers were like, that's, that's the best thing. So anyway, so it's a little fun little challenge for me. It was awesome. Somebody texts me a word. How can you work it in? It's like, oh, I'm going to have many, find a way. many more to bring up that are going to be <laughs> impossible. It's dangerous. All right. We're almost got you on Max Verstappen, though. Yeah, that one was, was close, was hard. but he got it, folks. Don't have, worry. Had to sneak it in somehow. And you can't just, like, you know, randomly Max say. Max Verstappen. Yeah, it doesn't work that <laughs> yeah. way. You try to slide it in so nobody even notices. Yeah. Or they may be like, what What was that? But then they, you know. No, you did perfect. Life goes on. It was great. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad it worked. Coming up next, let's talk some golf. Uh, we just finished the U.S. Open. Travelers Championship started today. Live and the PGA have mm -hmm. merged, I guess. Uh, yep. Just another thing to the long list of yeah. things we've predicted wrong, folks. So, <laughs> exactly. yeah, we'll probably run through some of those as well. Totally. Uh, there's a long list. So we'll talk about that coming up next. Want to spend a moment and give a special shout out to Cardinal fan Peyton Hanna listening in. Big time Cardinal fan. Thanks for tuning in, Peyton. Hope you're enjoying the broadcast. Lopez has hit safely in 12 of 21 games since returning from his jaunt at AAA Memphis. The home of the king, Elvis Presley. Welcome back to the Battery Sports Podcast with John and Peyton. You know, I went to look at our reviews. Wrigley. That is Wrigley the dog, that is folks. my dog, Wrigley, <laughs> shaking. Yeah, that's your name. You're not supposed to be standing there, are you? Mm -mm. Nope. But Peyton is scratching my head. So <laughs> uh, I went to look at our ratings and reviews, and they've disappeared. So I don't know wh what happened. We've been censored, folks. <laughs> we knew this day would come. It was only a matter of time. But it does show you where people have downloaded the podcast. Uh, 96% of our downloads are in the United States. 
Uh, uh-huh. We've had two downloads in Belgium and two in France. Hey, there so we go. I want to know who are our European friends out there I, who are listening. Maybe it's the Live Golf headquarters <laughs> or something. Is. They're listening in. It probably is. Uh, yeah, Greg Norman's over there <laughs> listening. Sorry, Greg. Uh, sorry, you maybe you're losing your job. Uh, what What do you want to start with? You want to start with golf, or do you want to get into maybe our struggles as podcast hosts here? Yeah, we can just run through some of these, folks. Just we're always working to get better, and here's some of our takes that have just fallen flat. I think we said Kepka earlier in the year can only play three rounds. That was you. <laughs> no, no, I don't know. He's that too- does sound like me. <laughs> Uh, then he goes on to win the PGA, of course, right after that. Uh, I think we said the Cardinals were coming back at one point. Mm-hmm. And they've been in last for pretty much the whole season now. Uh, we said Contreras is done catching. And then what happens a week later? Yeah. He comes back. All he's of a catching. Sudden he's, he's a uh, great catcher again. During the Celtics Heat Series, we say the Celtics are dead. It ends tonight. And then – they went three games in a row, yep. force a game seven. I forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> I think the day we filmed one of the podcasts, we said, where is Jordan Walker? Is he, like, coming back anytime soon? And then next day, get a alert from Twitter, Jordan Walker to be called <laughs> up to the Cardinals, of course. Yeah, because uh, we looked at his numbers at AAA, and we were like, yeah, those aren't great. Yeah, He's, like, like, 20 years old. Just yeah. leave him down there. Yeah, and then <laughs> they had 12 hours ideas. later. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, what was it? Oh, who were they playing? Whoever the Celtics were playing where Tatum had been doing terrible, and I was like, yeah, he's inconsistent. I mean, he's good sometimes. I don't know if he's a big game type of player. Game seven drops 50-something points. So I guess he had been in Belgium listening to the podcast (laughs) and then took those words to heart and put out a good game there. So I don't know. So, yeah, if you need us to – you know, be wrong know. about something. Yeah, <laughs> we'll mention it here. Yeah, we can we can do that. Just let us know. So, uh, golf talk. Um, before we get into the U.S. Open, live in PGA. Um, what I mean, what is this? Dogs and cats are like in love with each other, and like we got live in PGA that are gonna be under one umbrella. Yeah, that was a interesting uh, notification to get. I didn't that believe morning. it. I literally was like, what? Yeah. After all it. the stuff that Commissioner Monahan had said about Liv, and then to like he took a moral high ground on like the issue, and then they're like merging with them now. So it's like, well, usually you're not <laughs> looking to merge with people you think are like immoral and doing bad things. So that was very interesting. But I think in the long run, uh, especially with, like, Brooks Kepka coming, like, being on live and then still being able to win majors after he won the PGA, a lot of, like, uh, anti-live sentiment kind of, like, shifted a little bit because now people are like, well, why wouldn't the players want to go earn, like, three times, four times more than what they are now, plus still play the majors, win the majors, have all that happen, you know, so... Yeah, I don't know. And then I think that the PGA knew in the long run they weren't going to have the money to, like, keep this going forward. Like, I'm sure, like, Live Golf had all the money in the world to keep, like, offering to the top stars on the PGA. So it was, like, only a matter of time before people kept leaving. So now, like, the PGA is in a bad place because, like, 
it's good that they merged. I think it's good for golf, but now they've like betrayed all the people who promised to stay with them now. And so they're like, what the heck are we doing? Yeah. Like you told us to stay here and now we're merging with the enemy. Quote I could unquote. have made $300 million yeah. a year ago mm-hmm. and now I'm still here. Yeah. I wonder if, I wonder who was the next group of players that was going to leave. I think Rom was leaving potentially because he's never came out and said anything anti-Liv, and he's always, like, defending them, actually, in a way. And he's had a lot of weird quotes that are like, ooh, that's a why would he say that type of deal. And I don't know, Adam Scott came out and said that he was really disappointed and mad because it's like he promised to – or, like – gave his loyalty to the tour and just missed out on this huge payday. So like he could, uh, any of these players now who are like mad enough could leave at any moment pretty much. But I'm going to be like curious to see how they're going to plan on like compensating the players who did stay. Like what's their plan now that they're merged together. There's got to be something you would think to, to make people whole for what they missed out on, what they passed up on. Yeah. And now it seems all the money is coming and Jay Monahan is going to be the CEO of all of this group. And so, you know, they've got the financial muscle now to make some people whole now how they will go about that. I mean, even the deal is still not official, too. Yeah. I mean, that's everybody acts like it is, but they've got to go before the Senate and that'll be a, a whole song and dance. I'm Government's sure. got to have their say. <laughs> yeah, totally. Government has to find out how they can take a cut <laughs> of, of everything. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, this thing is, is not over yet, but I don't know. It's, it's do you, the do wildest you think thing. it's good for the game of golf? Um, it's really hard to say. I think um, today, with the information I have, no. Yeah. But if you're looking at more – significant PGA tour players leaving and going to live then yes because if that that continue to happen if you lose a John Rom or an Adam Scott or who you know whoever put anyone on the list uh and then they go to live and if the the teeter totter tips in lives favor and they have more prominent players in the PGA well then we're all stuck watching a brand of golf yep live becomes the number one professional golf entity and you're watching three rounds. You're watching you don't shorts. like guys in shorts. <laughs> you're a big, big pants guy. Um, team golf is not good. Team golf, it's yeah. Ryder Cup. I'm or not President's down. Cup. Yeah, I'm not down for team golf either. I so. could care less about the smash golf club with Kepka yeah. leading. Yep. Like nobody cares, yep. guys. And I who's who's angry? Are the big name players really angry or? I mean, the big heated meeting that I think it was before the Canadian Open seem to be guys who are worried about keeping their tour cards. Yeah. The bottom of the pack guys that most people have never heard of. Mm-hmm. And not that their opinion isn't valuable, but, you know, I don't know that Jordan Spieth was going anywhere. Justin Thomas is going – you know, those guys are probably – JT might not have his tour well, card <laughs> next year. <laughs> JT is – you shoot an 81 yeah. at the U.S. Open. Not been playing his um, best. But, yeah, so, you know, I don't know. Th- those guys I'm sure were miffed because they – you know, potentially missed out on paydays if they went to live and now here we are with live but yeah i don't know that they were the ones that were as upset as 
the golfers at the bottom of the barrel who are now seeing Phil and Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson coming back in. It's like, well, now my shot of keeping my tour card just went, uh, you know, down in the trash can. I think I did see where, like, during that players' meeting, like one of the lower players, like you're talking about, was called like, for Monahan to was, resign. Yeah, like yeah. said that, and then Rory like defended him. Was yeah. like, why don't you just play better? Or something like that. And then the guy told him to bleep off, like told Rory that, which, I mean, I can understand both sides of that. But, yeah, just not not good right now. It's pretty hectic right now. So. Yeah, it, it's, it's a mess. And we don't know a whole lot. And, like I said, it's not even official yet. But um, I can see where this is the best situation because – I mean, I like the PGA Tour version of golf from an entertainment mm-hmm. perspective a lot more than, than live. But but what I see, like, I do think it's going to be good for the game if, like, they make sure that it's 72 holes, no shorts, <laughs> keep the integrity of the game. Let's no, let them play in flip-flops. No team <laughs> events. You can have, like, a team. Like, I saw, like, some idea someone said on Twitter where it's, like, uh, Ricky – Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, and who's another one of their friends? Like Smiley Kaufman. Yeah, like those guys. <laughs> He's not even playing anymore. <laughs> like something like that. Like just a group of four guys or whatever who are friends, like yeah. make a team. And so like for at the end of the season, if your team like did the best on the year, like you get paid more or something. But it's not actively like you go out with these guys and play with them. Every It's just like a side thing. Yeah. I think that would be interesting, but – uh, and then also I think it would be good if, like, uh, obviously the guys who left for live have to be, like, punished in some way. Yep. Like, you can't just let them come back, like, no trouble at all, anything. They literally tried to sell out the PGA pretty much. Especially and, Phil. Yeah, like uh, – Phil's getting popular again. Phil I like. I'm starting to like Phil again. I always love Phil. Phil should start ten over in every yeah. tournament he's in. <laughs> well, that's what he'll be doing anyway, pretty much. But uh, you like Phil? I do. I loved Phil growing up. I still I, like him. I liked he, him growing up, and now yeah. I feel like he's like he's what? He's, he's so like, greedy. He's like mid fifties. Yeah, and he. I don't know. He's definitely greedy, but like. Uh, He's I think got it those was sunglasses that yeah. he wears. Rain He's shine. Very funny. Yeah. He he had some on Twitter today. That was funny. It was like a video of him giving chipping advice, and he's like. Uh, all the turmoil aside for a second, here's how to get better at chipping or something <laughs> funny like that. But I think that those guys obviously have to be like docked in some way. Yeah. And then I think if those guys come back and like with the live golf money is like infused into the PGA tour events and it just makes everybody like richer overall. I think it would be good for the game if the players are getting paid more. So I could see that being a good thing. I wonder how many more events you'll see overseas, you know, out of the country. I I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what this next version of golf looks like. Yeah. Maybe a putt putt event or two. <laughs> come to get the away fun golf. acre opens the <laughs> next tour stop oh the good old fun acre open uh what didn't you shoot like a 38 or something at fun acre i, d- I, I still don't, don't believe that. I, me and jack sanders and caleb turner all of our friends used to go out in high school on the weekends in the summers and play and yeah i don't know i, I did was like okay. 250 around yeah, yeah what is this here uh 37 <laughs> 
20 yep. on the front, 17 on the back. Yeah, I need One, to get in the two, front acre open. Three hole in ones. Yeah. This is putt putt, just to clarify. 13 folks. This isn't <laughs> This isn't a real golf round, in case <laughs> you misunderstood. 30, shot 37 at Pebble Beach yeah. last week. Just a lot of practice did you did you like the let's move to the u.s open did you like uh, a lot of heat given to the la oh i hated it from the second i had it on thursday morning i said that is the ugliest course i've ever seen what about it it literally looked like a desert but it was in california yep everything was like brown and dead like the trees weren't pretty there like they kept saying like la 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 i don't care that it's in la i don't think anybody outside of la cares about la sports anything and it's not even close to the best course in la like obviously uh what is it that they play the genesis at oh riviera uh, yeah riviera Which that's the course all the players love they announced today or yesterday yeah. maybe that future site of the is going to be there Open. yeah but anyway yeah, I didn't like the course, thought it looked bad. Uh, so much hype around how hard it was going to play on Twitter, on TV. Like, everyone, like, oh, the like fairways <laughs> and greens are ruthless. And what do we see? 62, 62. Ricky Fowler and Xander come out and shoot 62s each, which had never been done, yep. lowest rounds in U.S. Open history. I love that everybody was freaking out yeah. over – uh, Ricky 62 yeah. and then meanwhile like 20 minutes later Xander finishes with a 62 it's like oh maybe that was less significant yeah. now two guys did it mm-hmm. on the same day and that was like a crazy amount of players under par too like the cut line was not your typical yeah. like 10 over type deal it was like four over something like ridiculous like that which for those of you who don't like follow golf closely usually the U.S. Open is like a Players who are like one or two under usually have a shot at winning. And this tournament was like at 10 under, which is crazy for how a U.S. Open is supposed to play normally. And then, like, the thing. (laughs) Wrigley had a little throw up here. Wrigley just belching. (laughs) Yeah. There's a cup uh, joke in there somewhere. uh, Uh, The thing, too, was just like. The course, like, on 18, obviously. Like, the last hole of the tournament, Wyndham Clark is leading and Rory's one shot back in the clubhouse. Not saying I was rooting for Wyndham to mess up, but I did want Rory to win. And Wyndham gets on the tee and hits a huge slice off the tee. I was like, oh, there it is. (laughs) Like, it's gone. And it lands in the right side of the fairway. Yeah. Like, it was a 70-yard wide fairway, which just makes zero sense at a U.S. Open. <laughs> zero sense. I, I didn't like how close the greens were to the tee boxes yeah. either. Like, several guys, I think maybe Sung J.M. did yeah, get hit. Yeah, hit someone. <laughs> yeah, Bryson hit him. Yeah. Or, no, no, maybe Bryson got hit. Uh, Bryce, I don't no, remember. I think, I think Bryson hit. And maybe yeah. – I can't remember who it was, but he hit somebody. Yeah. The, I mean, the, literally, the tee box is right there next to the green. Yeah. I thought it was interesting how several players were vocal. Oh, like, yeah. Like Matt Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick, uh, Hovland. Even Hovland talked about it. Who? There's someone. Kepka too, said, yeah, I don't like this course. Not going to, like, sugarcoat it, which everyone, because you played bad or whatever. It's like these guys know yeah. what course is good. Like Fitzpatrick literally said there's no good holes here. Like it's not a good golf course for a PGA Tour event. Yeah. So yeah, I'm it was not, not was not popular. Uh, Rory did play well. Yeah, he did. Wyndham Clark Just couldn't wins. make a putt. 
Uh, so now Wyndham Clark is, you know, the man of the hour. His first major. He yeah, is he very putt. talented. Wyndham Clark. I had never even heard of him other than like earlier this year he had won, but like he was hitting 190 ball speeds and like his swing is really good. Like made a bunch of clutch up and downs. The funny thing about Wyndham, I guess, like Ricky, you know that weird putter he had, like yeah. super oversized grip and like this. Yeah. yeah. So Wyndham Clark, who won, and Ricky Fowler both used the same putter, exact same, because Wyndham had played a practice round with Ricky, and Ricky, like, it's super weird, funky-looking putter, like, made by Odyssey. It's got lead tape on the bottom, like, the entire thing covered in lead tape. So Wyndham, like, asked Ricky if I can – like, hey, can I use your putter for a few? He makes everything. So then he tells me, he's like, I'm going to get this putter or whatever. Like, oh, okay. He literally gets everything the same, length, shaft, grip, uh, the club head itself, like the loft and everything, and then gets the same exact lead tape on the bottom. And they both did amazing with it. Yeah. So, of course, what happens, uh, the putter is, like, sold out on eBay totally. right now and is marked up big time. So that's why. That's how, yeah. If I could just have this putter, like, <laughs> I could win the U.S. Open, too. It would fix my golf game. Yeah. Uh, it would be like Michael Block on greens. <laughs> Uh, I could uh, so yeah. Wyndham Clark wins. He shot ten under. Rory finished a shot back. Scotty Scheffler, maybe he needs the putter. Oh my god! If he could make a putt, he literally is. I don't even know what to say. Like Brett loves Scotty Scheffler, so we were like focused on him. I like Scotty too. Yeah, he has all these shots. His uh, proximity inc- to the hole he's is incredible. Insane. He's always got like ten to twelve feet or better for birdie and just. What, he had putts that didn't even get to the hole or, like, missed a foot left, foot right yep. from, like, 10 feet. Yep. Like, he had no clue. And it was so, like, I, that's got to be the most frustrating thing in the world. And it happened to Rory, too, in the final round. Like, hit crazy good shots, hit all the greens, and just cannot make the putts. Yeah. So, maybe they need to get on eBay, get the Wyndham Clark putter, and then maybe they'll I, win. Next I mean, year. Scotty, and this is – this is bold here. Scotty might be Tiger Woods, domination wise, if he Could make if putts. he was consistent on the greens. Yeah, I, I mean he would be just I think smoking the field if he could putt. But he he had struggled. I think he was like number one or two in shots to the green. But then at as far as on the green, mm-hmm. just he was like seventy fifth or something yeah. in the entire field. Which last year when he absolutely dominated, he was like first in everything, but he was like fiftieth in putting, which is all he needed to be. But this year he's first in everything and he's like a hundred and fifty eighth in putting. So if he could just get that turned around, he would be winning even more than he already is. He's ridiculous. Cameron Smith, uh, six <laughs> under, and then Tommy Fleetwood, Minwoo Lee, and Ricky Fowler all finished tied for fifth at five under. It was a good um, – Minwoo Lee is insane. <laughs> he is so good. I love Cameron Smith too. That's the live guy I miss yeah. the most other than Kevin. Yeah, I like but. Cam Smith. He's fun to watch. Uh, it, was, it was a good group, um, and – you know, that's kind of what you like, I think, about a good leaderboard is you look for a lot of names you recognize. Yeah, it was a – yeah. On Thursday, there weren't that many at the start. Like, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know, six, eight hours in after the event had started, you look at the leaderboard and you're like, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? 
But then by Friday, Saturday, it's like these are all recognizable names. That's good for the sport, yeah. I think, because you need casual people tuning in. Mm-hmm. And when you see a Scheffler or McElroy especially, Fowler, that's good for golf. And so it was. I was glad to see that happen uh, for the U.S. Open. Yeah, and – I'm glad all 10 fans at the course got to see it. It was beautiful. <laughs> uh, so that was uh, golf's third major, the Open. Is up uh, next. Yeah, when is that? Is that late July usually? It's uh, yeah. It's probably like my – it and the Masters like are up there, like my two favorite. But, yeah, the ma- you can't beat the Masters, it's, obviously. It's but the same time as the Price Cutter Charity Championship. Oh, crap. <laughs> I won't get to watch them. Um, so yeah, uh, the 20th through the 23rd of July. Um, so yeah, that's coming up here in about a month. Uh, Travelers Championship just started today. Uh, Denny McCarthy shot a 60. He's 10 under. Uh, Keegan Bradley, who you apparently <laughs> just not a fan of. I like Keegan, but I mean that's <laughs> he what the a, tour he would won, have if all the star players. He won the PGA like 12 years ago and yeah. then hasn't won the major since he's a uh, good player he is i got he, nothing he, he and adam scott are eight under and then scotty uh shot a 63 today he's tied for oh my or gosh. is it fourth he's seven under gee whiz so he's pretty good you know that scotty guy yeah, yeah he's okay he's all right he's not too bad any early predictions for the open who's gonna win let's go out on a limb here and make some picks cam smith go back to back i i could see yeah. that happening i think obviously spieth like, so Spieth does amazing at the Masters and Open every year. He gets, like, top ten, top five. So I think he's a good pick to have, even though he's struggled a little bit this year. But I have a feeling about uh, Rom or Scheffler, yeah. <laughs> the number two, one and two players yeah. in the world. I know it's crazy, folks. But, yeah, I think if Scotty can make putts, and Rom's kind of in a little slump here too. He struggled on the green. He always plays good at the Open too, and he really likes the Open. He said it like means more in Europe than the Masters does for kids growing up in Europe. So I think he'll have a lot uh, to be playing for. So like his chances there too. Uh, all right, so coming up next, we'll talk some baseball. Maybe look at the MVP race. Yeah, let's and, check it out a little bit. Welcome back to the Battery Sports Podcast with John and... (laughs) He just went from, like, dancing to rap music to, like, Muhammad Ali, like... Flow like a butterfly sting like a bee over there. Uh, John and Peyton, thanks for joining us. Uh, Baseball talk. So we approach July, hot and heavy in the midst of baseball season. Um, I mean, where do you want to start? There's a lot we can get into. We can look at MVP talk. It's Yeah, it's June. We're going to talk MVPs. Uh, We can look at NL Central because that is relative. That's you know important to people to in this grabs. area. Uh, we can look at what's gone wrong with the Cardinals season. Uh, by the way, Red <laughs> Hammett last time on the podcast like ribbing me, you know, mm-hmm. because the Cardinals are having a bad year and yeah. oh, we're still better than the Cubs. <laughs> All right, just back <laughs> off, Brett. Okay, we're now three and a half out of first place, and your team is nine games out, and your season's over. No, it's not over. It's not over. It's not over. It's still going. <laughs> 
Nine games. We're going to add on at the trading deadline. I mean, maybe that's where we start. I, it has to be done. It has to. There has to be some pieces moved and stuff shuffled around. But in what direction? I think you're it's adding or rebuild. You're it's a rebuild. I think it's rebuild. Honestly, I mean, we're, the Cardinals have a lot of base pieces that are good, but if we don't have the pitching to like move forward, it doesn't really matter if we have some like all-star level talent. So Flaherty will be a free agent. Please, I think please Mon- get rid of him. Montgomery will please. be a free agent. Wainwright's gone. You'll get back Michaelis, but he's mid thirties. Yeah. Uh, and who am I leaving out? Uh, is DeYoung under contract? I'm talking about pitchers, though. Oh, uh, I don't know. Why are you is whining? <laughs> He's talking to Wrigley, not me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right now I am. Yeah. Not always. I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of the pitchers, so I wouldn't mind if any of them left early. They're not very good, but <laughs> they're so bad. It's So, I mean, yeah, I, or – I'm not a fan of Michaelis really at all. Like people, like last year, he just feasted on terrible teams and really bumped up his stats from that. But if you look at his stats against like teams above 500 last year, it was not good. I'm missing uh, Stephen Matz. I guess is oh, who I was missing. He's amazing. Uh, yeah, who is you know, <laughs> you know, not not great not right great. now. Um, so. And then you got Goldschmidt for one more year after this. Yeah. I mean, his prime is definitely winding down. I love Goldie. I wouldn't want to trade him, but if there is something we could get that, like, would help our future, I think it would be worthwhile. It would, like, suck, but I think it'd probably be better in the long run. I wouldn't trade Arenado, though. I would keep him. So, to me, there's two questions. There's the should you blow it up and trade – you know, you're not going to trade Walker or any of those guys, yeah. but should you trade some of these pitchers? Should you trade oh, Goldschmidt? Yeah. I would. There's the should you, and then there's the will they. And I think there's that one thing we know about the Cardinals: they love to make risky plays and out there. They're so cautious. <laughs> they're so cautious, and to their credit, it served them well. Yeah. They don't. They haven't really done the big time long term deal. Uh, when they have dipped their toes in free agent market, it hasn't always worked out the best for him uh i mean they've made really good trades i think that's they've been excellent they acquired arenado they acquired goldschmidt free agency has not maybe been their best friend but uh they have an opportunity to be aggressive in the trade market but in a different way instead of acquiring yeah do you look at trading goldschmidt maybe you put jordan walker at first base i don't know um I don't see Walker being an outfielder. Well, you got too many outfielders as is. Oh, and I'm not a fan of most of them. I mean, you could trade O'Neal. You could trade Donovan. I think O'Neal's probably like heading out because O'Neal. There's so many stories of of him like butting heads with people like all the time. And they must really like Oliver Marmol. Yeah, that he is. Yeah survived i mean because they were supposed to be number one or number two in the division and they're they're terrible yeah i mean i mean i'm is, sorry i'm not trying to like be mean like yeah. I, they're not they've not had a good year yeah there's been a I'm, lot of issues like with bonehead plays and like not hustling <laughs> type things just yeah. weird things like that and anytime you're picked first in a division and you're like well 
like within last place, like you are way underperforming. There's something deeper going on. So that's never a good sign. So that's been tough uh, to follow them. I know for Cardinal fans, Cardinal fans aren't used to this either. Yeah. Like you guys are. The world's literally burning. Pretty spoiled. Uh, like Cubs, it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. We're going to same we'll, old, same we'll old. get a high draft pick, <laughs> you know, once football season starts. Yeah. Um, so we can <laughs> be disappointed in football too. That's true. With the Bears. Well, yeah, that's that's a fair fair <laughs> point. Um, hockey's been the best sport probably in Chicago recently. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, the Cubs were kind of used to this stuff, but the Cardinals are not. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Mosellock said maybe three weeks ago, like we're not going to trade, we're not going to subtract, we're going to add at the deadline and. As we sit today, you're nine games out. You're 12 games under 500. You're playing at a pace of winning, like, <laughs> not even 70 games. Um, that's hard to – Maybe he meant addition by subtraction. <laughs> Maybe that's what he was talking about. <laughs> that's what he was saying. So, um, we'll see We'll see what they do. Uh, MVP talk. Otani. Otani. <laughs> is there uh, even a debate? MVP there literally on, on is. either league, though? No, not right now. I mean, uh, the guy for the Marlins who's hitting nearly 400, yeah. Luis, he's amazing, obviously, but I don't think he's even, like, getting close <laughs> to Acuna. You hit 400 and you're not yeah. the MVP. I, Acuna has, like, a crazy amount of stolen bases and is playing, like, a all-star level, like, uh, outfield, too. So, I don't know. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that, 32 stolen up. bases. Yeah, and what? it's June what? 32 of 38. Yeah, it's June 22nd. <laughs> That's absurd. Uh, I mean, there's one guy in the big leagues who you've never heard of. He plays for the A's, uh, last name Ruiz. He's got 39. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's Wander Fr- Franco with 24. Yeah. Who is getting benched today. <laughs> That's a whole other topic. Um. I mean, yeah. So it's Otani in the AL. Is there yeah. any competition? No. Alvarez? No. Not in the AL. I mean, Alvarez and uh, Randy or Rosarena? Yandy Diaz? Is it Yandy or Yandy? I think it's Yandy. Yandy. But I think Otani is like, it's pretty clear. Like, yeah. his pitching stats are great, like, really good. And then his hitting stats are even better. Like, he is. Seriously, once in a lifetime player. He's it's yeah. incredible. He's, I'm not a huge Otani fan. I like Otani, but like Brett really loves Otani, so I think that makes me not like him as much. But yeah, he is just unbelievable. Unbelievable. I don't think he should have won MVP last year. I was a judge guy. I'm glad Judge won because I think it's like set up where it's like no matter what Otani hits, like it's like, oh, he's MVP because he pitches too. I yeah. don't think it should be just that. I think he needs to be amazing in both. Yeah, like because like, he would win every year, no matter what he hit, because he's so valuable in yeah. both. It's true. And other people could say, well, tough luck, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Aaron Judge, until you pitch with a sub three ERA. Yeah, I think that's ridiculous. Break the AL home run record, but. <laughs> No, not enough. Sorry. Well, you're telling me that this guy could bat 400 and it's not enough. Well, he's the, he's not as uh, – I mean, he's got like zero extra base hits. But he hustles. And he's not a good defender. He plays <laughs> but hard. he hustles. He plays He hard. slides headfirst in the bases. He plays the game the right way. Yeah. But yeah, yeah he respects 90. all around better. 
Yeah, Acuna's impressive. Uh, OPS of 952, 32 stolen bases, 15 homers. You don't like Acuna, Wrigley? <laughs> Is that why you're whining? Louise, um, Louise. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, maybe it's it's hands down. I don't – is there anyone that can overtake them? Freddie Freeman's having a really good year. Nobody's talking – I mean, it's because the Dodgers are not yeah. in first place in the West. I mean, I don't even watch the Dodgers or look out after them. My least favorite team. But Corbin Carroll? He's the good. D-backs. Yeah, the D-backs are awesome. I love how they play. They're very, very entertaining, good team. I mean, he's got 16 bombs, and he's – Got 22 stolen bases. The problem for me with Corbin Carroll is he's doing everything that Acuna is doing, but Acuna is doing it just a little bit better. Yeah. So, you know, he's he's got more stolen bases. Um, so, yeah, I uh, I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's it's clear that those two guys are, are going to be front runners for MVP. Yeah, and Mike Trout's having a tough time on the year thus far. Pretty uncharacteristic stat line for him, but batting 250, he's got 15 bombs, which is pretty good. 39 RBIs, it's, I mean, doesn't really matter, but 824 OPS, which is still good in the yeah. big leagues, but him hitting 250 is very uncharacteristic. But How old is he now? He is 31. 31. Okay. So he's not, not a young buck anymore. Well, but he's also not 30. Four or yeah, 35. he'll be fine. He'll be fine. <laughs> but You're here to hear, folks. <laughs> first, I will predict first. Mike Trout will be good. <laughs> um, the Angels have been, you know, pretty good this year. I mean, they're six games back in the West. The Rangers continue to lead the West. They may be the best team in baseball. The Rangers, yeah, they're good. You watch a lot of they Rangers. They don't have games? Degrom. Yeah, he'll be back at some point, right? Or is he out for the year? He's out for the year. Oh my gosh! Yeah, um, that is a yearly routine. That yeah, he's sucks. he's done. Um, gonna have Tommy John. Oh, that's so frustrating. Uh, in fact, he teared up when talking about it. I think I do remember seeing that now. But I mean, they're they're incredible how good they are now. Granted, they've spent a ton of money. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. You know, here they are. They're leading a very good Western division. Mm-hmm. Uh, Houston and, and the Angels. Seattle's 10 games back. They were in the playoffs last year. AL Central is terrible. Um, Minnesota is 500, and they lead the division. <laughs> uh, and then you've got the AL East, and you've got five really good teams in the East. Uh, Boston, maybe not as much. They're maybe the outlier. But Toronto, the Yankees, Baltimore, and Tampa – all four of those really should be playoff teams. Yeah, that's insane. Four teams could be in the playoffs from one division. And they're that's all absurd. They're beating up on each other too, you yeah. know. So it's like that impacts their record because they're having to play against each other all the time. I I seriously think Boston is good, like thirty nine and thirty seven in that division. Like obviously they don't play as many division games now, but that's pretty impressive. Yeah. when you're playing those teams. Uh, in the National League, you've got Atlanta, who, I mean, they're leading the East by almost seven games <laughs> over Miami. Yeah. Philadelphia is 10 games back. The Mets, 14 games out of first place. Yeah, that's not good. I know a Mets fan at Drury who I work with, and he is just all in on the tank idea already. He's like, just tank, tank, tank. 
let's get the next year, get Diaz back, get our guys healthy, and like spend some more money, make some moves. Like, wow, yeah, it's not a good year for Mets fans. But uh, for me, as a like Harper fan, it's good to see the Phillies playing a little better. There's some signs of hope there. They're seven and three in their last ten, so that's good. But yeah, uh, that division's pretty good as well. They're always pretty good usually, but. I don't know if anybody had the Marlins being this good, especially when uh, Sandy like isn't pitching uh, well this yeah, year. Yeah, Contra, so. yeah, former Cardinal prospect. Yeah, um, yeah, the the Marlins have been a you know I think a pleasant surprise. Uh, Skip Schumacher, his first year as a a manager, um, has done a very good job. They're only six and a half games out. Um, the NL Central, uh, Cincinnati. About those Reds. 11 wins in a row. And now they've got Votto back as well. So who knows? they're making noise. Uh, they've got a lot of young this good players. Real. This <laughs> isn't real, is it? I mean, really. In we this talking, division, we, I think it is. But we were ta- the Pirates. We were talking about the Pirates this way three weeks ago. Yeah. They've and got way better talent than the Pirates do, though. Their pitching's bad in Cincinnati, but their lineup, I think, is the best in that division. It's very good. Wow. Cruz is very good. He is going to be MVP, like, for the next few years on the MVP watch. Is he? Uh, I don't know. I think the hype is too much. <laughs> <laughs> it may be. I don't know. He There's I mean, not that much are, hype around him. Really? It's not like the guy for the NBA draft coming up yeah, level stuff. But that kid. I mean, he. did you see that he hit a chopper? to first base and beat it out like a routine ground ball to first beat it out like slid head first in. that was awesome he is crazy talented so we'll see uh, maybe, maybe they are legit i just i don't i don't buy a team until it's like they've proven it over time you go on one little stretch yeah you won 11 in a row congratulations yeah. but you're still probably going to finish third in the division <laughs> like i'm sorry that's just what maybe I'm being really harsh. I don't know. I just they're you're they're really young, and I think because they're really young, you're probably more prone to significant ups and downs and less I yeah. don't know, consistency. We're, yeah, I agree with that. So I don't know. Well, I mean, I still think Milwaukee's the best team in the division. I just hate giving Milwaukee credit for anything, but they're best pitching staff yeah. for sure. But they're pretty banged up and. I don't know. I'm not a fan of Yelich. I think that's probably the worst contract in the MLB here's, at this point. Here's the other thing about the Reds. They've won 11 in a row, <laughs> and they still have a negative run differential on the season. That's a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> By think 14? If you, if you won 11 in a row, oh you, you, your run differential might be in the positives. The but how Cubs bad are the it? only team with the positive, positive one in the division. And, you know, that will change, I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm not a believer in the Reds. Not yet. If, you know, if it's mid August and they're still playing really well, they're still above 500. Okay. Then yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll eat crow at that point. But <clears throat> this division's just so wonky. Yeah. Like who knows what's going to happen, but I, a, are you a believer in the giants in second place in the NL West I right am. now? Three and a half out. That's all. Yeah. I Nine am. and one in their last 10. 
I don't even know who's on their team anymore. Is it Jock and Jock Peterson? Who, who and else? Yastrzemski, do they have? Yastrzemski oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't really know anyone. Is, is Crawford Longoria still, still going? Crawford's still Longoria's there. Longoria's with the Diamondbacks. That's right. Longoria's with the Diamondbacks. Um, I don't. Who's pitching for the Giants these days? I have no idea. I have not seen one game Madison of theirs Bumgarner. this year. <laughs> no, he's back. Um. <laughs> My f- Ryan just texted me because I sent him a picture of me wearing the Reds hat, and he said, expect nothing else. <laughs> Figures, he says. Totally. It's hilarious. Very uh, on brand. <laughs> on brand for sure. Logan Webb, uh, Alex Wood, Ross Stripling, Sean Manaya. Yeah, okay. So I know some of these the names. The Padres are almost to 500 now. Yeah, the, I mean, the Padres – I mean, that's what – the Cardinals are worse as far as mm-hmm. the disappointment goes to me just yeah. because the division is terrible. But the Padres are really close because all of that talent, yeah. all of that talent in its prime, Soto, uh, Bogarts. Bogarts, Tatis. Tatis, Machado. Like, yeah, that is insane. The pitching is not terrible. Uh, Darvish, Snell. Uh, oh. Their pitching's been better than their offense this year, which is a surprise. I'm not really sure what's going on, but yeah, it's just it hasn't been good. You got Josh Hader, you know, who was, was a really good closer in the NL yeah. Central for Tatis a while. Tatis has been tearing it up. He's awesome. Yeah, he has. He's he's, he's been playing well. Otherworldly. So I don't know. They're they've been a big disappointment. I mean, they're nine and a half out. They're in fourth place. <laughs> so, I don't know. A lot of chaos going on. Yeah, it really is. The Rays haven't been that hot anymore lately. Are they kind of winding down here? Or five and five I, in the last you know, ten. Could be a lot worse, but they were winning at a way higher clip than that. They've won 32 of 40 home games. They've only lost eight crazy. games at home. <laughs> that and is crazy. We're almost to July. Uh, I mean, that's the only team in baseball that's lost single-digit games at home. They're 32-8. and eight. I mean, that's just – that's what, an that's 800 insane. win percentage? Insane. Uh, I mean, that, that there, is – No a, other team even gets close to that. That's hundred almost 130 win pace if they played all their <laughs> games at home. I mean, it's just wild. So, yeah, I mean, I – I am a believer in the Rays. I they're not as hot as they were to start the year, but they still have a five game lead yeah. over Baltimore and nine and a half over the Yankees. <laughs> so yeah, I think they're they're in this for the long haul. I do too. I like the Rays. I like Randy. I like their lineup. They're really good pitching. Well run organization. They just find a way every year. Hundred percent. They're awesome. Anything else? I think that's good for baseball. All right, coming up next, let's take a peek at the NBA draft, which is going on right now. Have they already drafted Wimby? Has this thing happened yet? They probably turned in the pick like the moment they won the first lottery (laughs) spot. So we'll talk about that uh, coming up. Back to the Battery Sports Podcast with John and Peyton. 
So the NBA draft is going on as we're recording. They've already had three picks. Uh, Wimby went one to the Spurs. Your boy Scoot went three to the Trailblazers. And the number two pick was Brandon Miller, the guard who got a lot of attention out of Alabama for some off-the-court stuff. So, yeah. Reaction. I I think those three guys are, like, the main difference makers in this draft, obviously, but – it's not that crazy of a draft other than uh, the future LeBron, I guess, got picked at number one. Future LeBron. Greatest prospect ever, they're saying. So, better than LeBron. and uh, He's going to flame you know, out. <laughs> I don't, he's so, like, skinny. <laughs> I just don't – he's going to definitely have some injury problems. Being that tall, that skinny, like, I don't know. How tall is he? Like, 7'3", seven 7'2". Th- seven, handles like a guard can shoot he's 19 years old he'll be good obviously but i just hope he doesn't get hurt yeah so okay so that's going on right now there were some big time nba trades nba is always good for some pretty good blockbuster trades i feel like nfl not so great at that mlb decent nba always outstanding and it normally happens around this time after the, the season leading up until the draft. Bradley Beal dealt to Phoenix along with Jordan Goodwin and Isaiah Todd. Chris Paul went to Washington with Landry Shamet and a bunch of picks. Uh, that trade made zero sense to me because the Suns like, were already top-heavy. Yep. They had CP3, KD, and Booker. <laughs> yep. They were obviously too top-heavy. Their bench got destroyed by the Nuggets, so what do they do? Let's make our bench weaker. Get Beal instead of CP3. Yeah. Like, what? Are, fill your bench out. How? You've got two amazing stars. Fill out the rest of the team. You don't need more people to shoot the basketball. Like, literally, it happened in Brooklyn with KD, like in Kyrie and Harden. Like, what are they not getting about that? Makes zero sense. Boston acquires uh, Porzingis, the number 25 pick, and a first-rounder. Gives Memphis Marcus Smart. I'm sure he was thrilled. <laughs> and then Tyus Jones, Gallinari, and Mike Muscala go to Washington along with the number 35 pick. They're going to need to do way more than that, the Celtics. Yeah. Like, they're already going to be having a shot at making the finals. But, like, if they're actually trying to make a move to, like, beat the Nuggets or whoever else, like, you got to have another star. Or some like they really need a ball handler who's a pass first guy, because Tatum and Brown like yeah. they're not really offensive like they don't run the offense. I think Tatum would be scores. a better player if you he doesn't have the ball in his hands if he's like yeah creating uh-huh. or. I think CP three would have been awesome on the Celtics because he can run the offense yeah. like get people open yeah. kick it out and that's what they needed. Yep. But now they're still – like, they don't have a go-to point guard, really. So that Brad Stevens doesn't know basketball. <laughs> no, they did good in that trade. <laughs> they got those picks, and, like, they lost smart, obviously. Yeah. But Porzingis is a good big guy, and they got some first-round picks. So Celtics love to stock up on first-round picks. Yes, they do. It's a Bill Belichick way. <laughs> CP3 goes to Golden State. Jordan Poole. Got punched in the face, and now he gets traded. <laughs> Ryan Rollins, a second-rounder and a first-round pick in future years, goes to Washington. Uh, I Don't think mess with Draymond. <laughs> I think it's good for both sides. I think, obviously, Chris Paul is pretty old, 
and it's not going to be like a for the future type thing. But I think their He's bench, 38. they wow. also had problems where Curry would come out and then the team would kind of fall apart and like hemorrhage some leads a little bit. So they'll like having Chris Paul in there to keep things calm, run the offense, have some s- stability. Yeah. But Jordan Poole, he's very talented, good player, but little immature off the court and takes some wild shots sometimes. But he's got crazy talent. He's going to grow as he goes along in his career, obviously. And I saw a thing where it was like the Wizards are tanking to get Bronny James and LeBron. That would be funny. But, yeah, the Wizards got some first-round a first round pick and a second round pick in that trade too. So, I mean, yeah, they get a good guy who can score like 20 points a game. Like we'll sell tickets, exciting player to watch and then some picks. So yeah, I think both sides did okay there. Draymond's now an unrestricted free agent. Yeah. I th- so I'll be interested to see what happens with that too. I think they're going to obviously like since Poole's gone, I feel like that's the sign that like yeah, Draymond's staying like they don't want to break yeah. it up yet, but not ready to give it up. Huh? I would keep Draymond and like be more willing to deal Clay than Draymond. Yeah, I could, I would Clay agree. Clay was horrible yeah. in that series with the Lakers. He looked like a shell of himself, so and Draymond still has value on the defensive end and he's kind of like the emotional leader on the team that's like wild (laughs) he's like the rodman of the team (laughs) totally Uh, very unpredictable and yet predictable yes at the same time so yeah uh we can maybe talk more about the nba draft our next episode as we kind of will look back Mm -hmm. uh i'm guessing maybe we'll be maybe close to the all-star break in baseball we'll have a few more golf events under our belt we'll see who wins the travelers and then we'll probably be preparing for uh, the open. Yeah. So all of that coming up next time. Anything else? Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening, especially to our fans out in France and in, in Belgium. Belgium. Yep. We we thank you for shows gone international. In. <laughs> gone international. Uh, this little battery sports podcast. Who knew? So thanks for tuning in, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next time. Happy